It's the success line. This is the place where achievers come to get advice on how to solve business problems and unlock their true potential. Every week, a new listener of the show sits down with success coaching director Ben Fairfield to talk through a roadblock and learn a lesson. Now here he is, Ben Fairfield. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Success Line. This is your host, Ben Fairfield, and I am excited to be on today with our guest, Rick Torreson. Rick, it is so great to have you here. Thanks for being with us today. Ben, it's exciting to be here. I feel like a success already getting to join you, so I'm, I'm, I'm in. Well, Rick, I think it's important that we tell the audience that we do know each other. Uh, I don't ever find out really a lot of time in advance who's going to be on. I just recently found out it was going to be you today, and I'm so excited for that. But but we do know each other a bit. You've actually graduated from our success coaching certification, so we're glad that you came through that. Glad to have you here today. If you would, give us a Reader's Digest version of who Rick is. Oh, great. Reader's Digest. Wonderful. The Cliff Notes. Rick Torson. Well... First of all, I'm a husband and father of two amazing adopted kids. I've been in Texas for 30 years, chased a girl down here, caught her. We've been married 30 years. Was an educator first, went from education to ministry, was called into full-time ministry, became a church planter, and uh, then an entrepreneur. I started a cleaning company. I had a coffee shop. Then life fell apart with my kids took my full-time energy. As I was coming back out of that about 10 years ago and they were getting healthy again, I kind of prayed and said, what do I need to do? Lord, what do you want me to do? Where's my strengths and gifts? And a long story with this, but I won't share it. It was coaching. It was people coming and asking my thoughts and wisdom and gleaning from life and experiences. And I found myself in coffee shops, sitting across from people randomly who said, I heard you talking to so-and-so, I've got a question. And 30 minutes later, they'd walk away going, man, that was so helpful. From that, about five years ago, I just really thought that you know, that was what the Lord was calling me to do. I started building my own coaching company and then ran into you guys with Don Hobbs and you got invited to this first certification with success coaches and uh, man been rocking it ever since. It was a tremendous experience, added great tools to my portfolio. And uh, in fact, Ben, I'll tell you for the listeners, if, if they're thinking about it, I just added my third brand new client from success coaches from that training. I've had coaches before, but these are three success coaching clients that I added. I just signed another one today. So I'm pretty excited about that. That's awesome. That's awesome. Well, so so you've got a coaching background, and so we're going to have a fun time today. I guarantee it. Anyone listening, <laughs> we're, we're going to have some fun conversations. So so why don't you tell us uh, what uh, what brought you here? Because like I said, truthfully, I, we try not to give me too much notice on who's coming uh, so that we can make it authentic and in the moment. So I just figured this out last night that you were here, and I'm grateful that you are. So what brought you here? What are we going to tackle together today? Well, so one of the things, you know, in coaching, we're always helping other people. We're helping them um, understand where they are and how to get to where they want to be. Uh, take down those roadblocks and those things that are limiting them, the beliefs, all that. So so as coaches, we've got those same issues, right? And so fortunately, I've, I've also got a success coach that is my coach and that you know with, with uh, um, Eli. But my question that I'm continuing to work through is really about focus. So part of that's my personality. I'm a, I'm a squirrel chaser, right? I'm an I, D in the disc world. I is, is emotion and energy. D is driven and focused. They're about equal, but I'm, I'm more I. And so my problem is finishing. I'm a great starter, great visionary, great energy. But that finishing thing has always been elusive. Part of it, I know it's my temperament, so I have to build some things in around me, but, but part of it is just that discipline of 
what are those habits? What are those disciplines? What are those tools or resources that can bring systems and structure and order into that world so that I can maximize my time and I can maximize the time with my clients? So that's, that's kind of where I'm at. Focus would probably be the key, Ben, is what I'm, how do I, how do, I do a better job focusing? Uh, yeah, this is the million dollar question, right? Uh, there's a lot of <laughs> folks that are asking the same question or have asked the same question. And, uh, and I, I love these opportunities because uh, this is primarily the only people that I coach are coaches typically anymore. It's kind of just the way it's evolved. And so uh, I, I love this and I love the opportunity we have today. So if you would help me. So focus, I understand that's the direction. That's yeah. the general North Star we're working towards. Uh, if you could put it into a sentence or two, what specifically is the goal that you're wanting to achieve inside of the focus area? So maximizing, I guess I would say maximizing my time spent on the preparation and projects that are in front of me. I, I get distracted a lot, so I'll move, I'll, I'll get off task, um, and then it takes a while to get back on task. And so I'm working on a lot of projects, I'm building my online business, and I need to stay on track without the distractions that pull me away from those things. Is that does that help narrow it a little bit more or you want, want me to try to bring that a little bit narrower for you? Let's go one level deeper. Okay. So, great. One level deeper now. Okay, I'm in a coaching session now. I can feel it already. There's the, <laughs> the weight of the coaching. Man, I thought I was just asking a question, throwing a sock. Come on, man. Jeez. So, it's... You know, you want now you're, you're I'm digging up all my stuff, right? It's it's my lack of discipline. So focus probably is tied to my lack of discipline. Uh, I am I'm starting to get more clients. So there's more going on there. And I'm feeling overwhelmed at the amount of things to make sure I keep track of to give them what they're asking for. And so that, you know, maybe priorities as I start prioritizing, how do I you know, I don't I talk a lot about I just don't prioritize time, but how do I prioritize the right priorities and put the right energy so that I am prepared uh, to serve my clients and to serve my own vision? So I don't know if I'm deep enough yet. <laughs> you're, We're you're getting pressing there now. You're pressing. Ask We're again. getting there. Okay. We're getting there. All right. All right. So, All right. So help me understand this because I'm taking notes as we're talking here. Avoid. Here's what I wrote down and just tell Got me it. if we're on the right path. Avoid distractions on the path to execution potentially a lack of discipline, overwhelm priorities. Those are all the key points that I wrote down. Am I missing anything yeah. there so far? No, it's, I, think that's, I think that's right. It's in the finishing what I, so I can complete and move on, right? Awesome. It's the, yeah, it's the completion. Okay. So, so let me ask you, Rick, what's, what's your mission? Why, why are you in business? What were you created uh, to do? And what is ultimately... What is the goal for your business? How do you know when you've reached it? What are you working towards? So my, my vision, my why is pretty simple. It's to glorify God and to grow people. So that, that in a simplistic form, I want everything I do to bring honor. I'm a faith man of faith. So that's in my tradition to honor God and then to grow people. I want people to walk away from experiences with me saying, thinking or feeling um, that they're better because of our relationship, our engagement, whether it was intentional or unintentional. So that's my that's my passion. That's my drive. My business um, and the heart of what I do is I believe this, that everyone was created for more. Um, regardless of how successful or challenged they are, that I believe that there is more within them. And my passion is to help them discover that more and to walk that more out, 
right? Whatever that looks like. And that oftentimes leads to roadblocks in their lives that they didn't know, limiting beliefs, all of those things. So I, I love the aha moments when I'm working with someone and I'm asking questions and, and all of a sudden it clicks and they mm. get it. And when they get it, I, I get excited because I know that when they get it, they're going to be able to put action to those thoughts or those, those objectives they have because there's a revelation to it. There's a, a, they own it now. It's like, it, I mean, you know, when, when something clicks, like you hear it and you go, oh, I get it. You can run. I mean, you can go after that thing now. And that's, I love being a part of that in people's lives. Was, was that what you were asking? Is there another part of that? Absolutely. No. So those light bulb moments, right? You like the transformation, yep. the, the, the movement of people in a direction. And, and I love that. I mean, I think that's anyone that's, that's truly called to coach. Uh, gets energy from that, right? So yes. that's that's not surprising to hear you say that. So so knowing that that's your objective, uh, I got a couple more questions for you. you know that shocks you, yes, sir. Um, <laughs> knowing <laughs> that's the objective, um, first off, how do you measure that? Because I, I love the vision of glorify God and grow people. That's wonderful. It truly is. Yeah. And how do we measure it? How do you know if you're winning or losing in that vision? Well, a lot of that for me. I execute that through my core values and I have five core values that are measurable that I use to measure how I'm doing in relationship, how I'm living in the things that I'm called to do. So I, my, my values are relationship, which so they each have kind of a quick I choose to be in relationship over being right. I know when I'm doing that or not. Humility, which means it's not about me. And I know when I make things about me. So that's measurable for me. Um, integrity, it's, I'm going to be the same in person and in private. I know when the math comes up, right? Faith is I want to be Christ-like in word and deed. And then collaboration, I believe we're stronger together. So whenever I isolate, I know that I'm not working in my strength. So I measure my, because when I'm living that way, I believe and I've experienced that I bless others. I'm able to be my best self to help coach them. How do I measure them? When they achieve in my relationship with them, we set clear objectives and we set a baseline. So we set their destination and we set their baseline. And I know I've achieved when they have moved whatever the marker is that they've set for them, move closer to that destination. Because the whole thing for me is about building roadmaps from where they are to where they want to be. And so that's measurable. And we set those markers along the way. Okay. And so then I know as we're making progress to those or not based on the movement from where they are to where they, the objective that they've set. Absolutely. Okay. Now, now Rick, here's what I love. And I know everyone listening feels the same way. Like we can tell that this is not, um, this is not just words on a page for you. Like you have passion around what you just said. <laughs> yeah. Like you, you don't, you don't just think this is a catchy buzzword or a collection of no. that. Like you believe this to your core yes. and that comes through in this conversation. So, Thank so you. I want to ask you, uh, knowing how important these things are for, for how you're going to be and how you're going to show up and so that you can impact other people, what is a lack of focus costing you? Uh, it's it's costing me the imp the impact I want to have on the people in the world around me. It's limiting the number of people and the number of opportunities, organizations, because I believe the same thing about organizations. I work with companies and teams around these exact same principles and watching teams get it and entrepreneurs. What I've realized over the last year since COVID hit and everything shifted for me is my lack of focus is limiting my impact. It's limiting my influence that I can have on the people in the world around me. And, and I want to have the greatest impact and greatest influence I can on the most number of people, teams or organizations. And when I'm when I'm distracted, I, I get off task then I'm 
I'm not growing my business. I'm not, I'm not, uh, in, have time for more people because I'm, I've got all this time I think I have to spend here. I, it's like this time world gets eaten up with to do's and tasks and all these things that it shouldn't take as long. They shouldn't, I don't feel like they should take as much time and energy as they do, but that takes away from the time I can actually spend in an environment like this with a coaching client or with a team. So, so you said that, that it, it costs you the ability to impact people. Greater impact, yes. Why is that important to you? Having that that's what I was created people. for. That, that's okay. my vision, to grow people. That people are better because of their engagement with me, whatever that looks like. That their encounter experience with me, either professionally or personally, they're stronger. They're, they're, they've tapped into something. They believe something greater. They're going after something greater. They're, their life is better because of the influence I had on their life. And when that, that happens, what does that mean to you? It means I'm living in my purpose and my value. It's I'm, I'm living out my value and my calling. And why is that significant to you? <laughs> because that's what I was created to do. And I, I, I have to live and do what I was created to do. It brings me energy and joy and passion. It, it, it answers my why. It is the, the what to my why. How do I, how I do what, what I have to do what I'm called to do. I'm, I'm sorry. I might, I may be missing. Keep digging. No, you? you're good. You're good. Okay. So, so I'm going to keep, we're going to keep going. We're going to keep going levels down here. So, so it, I get that, that you hundred percent are authentic and your desire to impact people, that it's because that that's what you feel you were created to do. And, and by the way, I agree based on observing you over the last <laughs> while. Uh, so knowing that that's what you were created to do, that's why it's important to you. Tell me specifically around the impacting other people. Um, yes, we are in agreement you were created for that, but why, why is that, why is impacting other people so important to you deep down at your core? Why is, why is that important? Cause there's lots of things you could do with the giftings that you have. Oh, absolutely. Why the, why the, the focus on others and impacting others? Why is that at your deepest level? Do you think important to you? Wow. Well, Man, if we go deep, uh, you know, I grew up outside of faith. Again, I'm a faith person, so I can't, it's yeah. everything I do. So I know some of our listeners may not, that may or may not be where they are. But for me, I was lost in a terrible way. By lost, I mean, I was my own king, my own God. I was serving myself for much of my life. Whether I meant to or didn't mean to, it was the way I was brought up. Um, and it didn't go very well. I kept running into obstacles. I was suicidal in college. I was in relationships I shouldn't be in. Uh, I felt a loss of direction. I remember saying one time in one of my lowest places, this can't be all there is to life. And this was before faith. I, I didn't grow up in faith. Um, my wife, who I'm married to for 30 years, she introduced me to, to my religion, my faith. And her father did. Her father challenged me real quick. He said, if you want a relationship with my daughter, you need to have a relationship with the Lord. And I remember thinking in my head, well, I am the Lord. <laughs> I mean, sure. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Yeah. But I mean, that was, that was like, I was like, I don't know what that means, but I really want your daughter. So I'm going to go after that. Right. <laughs> so the reason that's so important is because in that discovery for me, it's to create it for more. I realized that there was more, but I didn't know it. No one took the time to tell me. And I don't mean more just by my salvation or faith, but my, my, the reason I'm on the earth, the reason I'm here, the compassion, the love, the other people who are just like me, who feel something inside of them. They're like, I know this can't be all there is. This, this, there's got to be more to this life. 
but because of limiting beliefs, because of experiences, because of who knows, a thousand things, they don't see it and they don't believe that it's possible. So I do this because I want them to know it, it, it isn't only possible, but it's right there in front of you. You have the ability to achieve more than you've ever dreamed, but it starts with that first belief that it's possible. Mm. And so that, that for me, because that's what happened in my life, that for me is what drives me to, to believe that for others. And I believe those principles are true, whether it's a person, because I believe transformation, coaching of a life, no matter what your goal is, is personal before it's corporate. Because it was first, I first got encountered personally before I could ever do anything corporately. I was doing a lot of stuff corporately, but it wasn't succeeding. It wasn't sustaining. I was a runner. I would get to the place. Oh, Rick, look how great you are. And the minute I started hearing that, I was like, oh, it's time for me to change jobs or leave or move. Or before I felt like I would get the imposter syndrome, I thought I was going to get found out. And then I realized I'm not an imposter. And then I realized there's so many people just like that. That don't, just they don't know. They've never been told. They've never been invited. I met with a guy this morning to go into coaching. He's a recovering addict. He is an amazing man. But the first thing he said was, well, I'm just a mess. I'm always a mess. And, you know, you know like we would time. I said, eh, time out. No, you're not. That's well, you an know affirmation. What I, mean. yeah. Yeah, I, said, I said, you know what I mean? No, I don't know what you mean. You mean what you say. And, sub, you know, so it was and he got it. His eyes click and go, I never thought about the things that come out of my mouth, how they impact the ceiling that I keep feeling I'm hitting. I said, you're hitting a ceiling because you don't believe you can go through it because you're saying you're always a mess and your subconscious is acting on your words. So I, I'm not trying to coach, but that when he sat there and looked at me and his eyes got big and he went, I never thought about how I'm impacting my own future. And the, my, he's got great dreams and passions. He just keeps cycling back and can't get to them. So again, sorry, that's a long answer, but that's, that's it. That's me. Oh, but, but Rick, I, you just, you just got, you did demonstrated something wonderful for the audience. Okay. The first response you gave me there was it's because I was who I was created to be. And that's not a wrong answer, right. but that wasn't the answer. Now we got to why it's significant to you. And I, and I, and I wanted to go there for a reason because we're, when we're talking about focus, none of us are born as focus ninjas. None of us. We all struggle with focus. And, and as time marches on and technology shows up, there's more and more and more distractions and things competing for our time, our energy, and our attention. So it's not until we understand why it's so important at the deepest level, why that is so important, why your vision and your mission are so important, that we can then start going upstream, working backwards to figure out the, the disciplines and the habits needed uh, in mm. order for focus to show up more. Because otherwise, it's just an exercise like we do, like New Year's resolutions coming up, right? Mm. Oh, I'm going to get in shape. I'm going to go work out. And by the third week of January, the gyms are clear again. It's because it never was attached to a deep enough level why there wasn't enough motivation so so let's talk about that so so okay. we know that you are committed to impacting people at the deepest level possible and and that you're you're challenged with something that's very common that that people are challenged with how do i juggle all this because i'm assuming and correct me if i'm wrong but but you are the business you yes. don't have a team of people. Okay, so again, very many people on listening to this call are in the same boat. A mentor told me a long time ago, if you don't have a guy that mows your yard, you are that guy. If you don't have a maid, you are the maid. Like that's your that's where we are as entrepreneurs a lot of the times. Like we are the marketing department, we are the HR department, we are the sales department. Like we're all of it. 
And so it doesn't mean that we can stop doing those things, but it does mean that that we wear all the hats. And so this I think it means I need a raise, Ben. <laughs> yeah. I, think, I think I'm listening to you going, I need I need a raise. You should talk I'm to sorry. your corporate department. Yeah. <laughs> Hang on just a minute. Hey, okay. We're good. Keep going. Sorry. I just I had to interrupt there because I was like, time out, I need a raise. I got an answer. <laughs> Go ahead, keep going. Here's here's the interesting part. It only gets more difficult. It only gets more difficult to find focus if we don't instill the disciplines and the habits needed on the front end. Because as your business grows and the people you impact, the number grows, the distractions, the potential distractions will grow right alongside of it. So so let's talk about how do you how do you decide what to focus on right now? Yeah, great question, because there's two I'm torn between two things, right? In my challenge, and I know intellectually. So when I coach people, I can I can help them do this. <laughs> when I put it in my own life, I'm like, and that hypocrite in me is like, man, here's what you need to do. Ben, let me help you get focused. And, and I look in the mirror and go, but it doesn't work for me. My challenge is the tyranny of the urgent. Yeah. So I have these things that come up that probably aren't urgent, but because of my lack of discipline to get to them, they are, are now urgent. It's almost like I've the self-fulfilling prophecy that you do in college and high school is I, I wait to the last minute because that's when I'm most focused. I was talking with a college professor, a friend of mine who works in, and she said, yeah, I, I, she sent me something with a bunch of details in it. And I said, man, that's really clear details. She goes, yeah, when I am under stress or it's last minute, I get hyper-focused and I can get more done. And I said, yeah, that's exactly like me, but I don't want to be like that. Right. And, sure. and, and so that's so it's that urgent that I allow things to get to the place where, man, it's due tomorrow. Mm. And I believe in my mind I'll do my best work because it's due tomorrow because I'll stay up all night and I'll be focused. Right. And I, I, I don't want to live there. The other side of that, the healthier side is I'm working on learning to prioritize priorities, mm. the things that are most important to me as, as opposed to time, because I've, I've really struggled with trying to look at time and distractions because I can't get rid of distractions. They're always there. But I need to remove myself from those. That's what I'm trying to teach myself. How do I remove myself from distractions? And so I'm trying to learn how to prioritize my priorities and then give my time, block my time to those. That's that's in my head. That's the intellectual side trying to solve this problem. Um, sure. And I win and I lose. I'm not consistent in the success of making my putting my intellect into practice. Does that make sense? Absolutely it does. Absolutely okay. it does. So so one let me let me ask you do you have um, a rubric or a process that you you go through or look through to evaluate when stuff comes up competing for your time that you you walk through a process to determine where or how much focus that it warrants. Nothing formalized. In my head, it's I go through the process of when is it basically when does this have to be executed by? What's the dead? What's the time pressure? And then that shifts everything as opposed to anything else. So no, the answer would be I don't have any formalized rubric to walk, walk through all the plates, plates that are spinning. Excuse me. So one thing that a mentor and a coach had me do a long time ago, and I would I'm going to give you a couple, but then you, you I would challenge you and all the listeners to come up with their own. Okay. Um, was he had me take an index card and, and I know the listeners can't see it, but I have these cards with me all the time. Yep. And he had me take an index card and he had me write these questions and he had me post it on my computer because 
uh, I was I was in a very same spot. Um, I had a, a lot of people needing a lot of me, and there was only one of me in limited amount of time. Right. Um, and so he had me write these questions on a card. And the first one, and I want to hear your thoughts as we go through these, but the first one that he had me write down, that, that is, it doesn't matter if it was literally somebody stopping by my office or an email coming in, whether it was going to be a five-minute thing or a five-day thing, every time somebody wanted a piece of me, I asked myself these questions. The first one was, does this move me closer to my vision? Okay. And I I want you to think about this and those that are listening, like you literally write that question and then you have a yes or a no below it, right? You come down a line Mm -hmm. and you can split. If it's yes, what do you think we do with it? I act on it. Yeah, we give it time, right? And we either do it now or we, we put it on the calendar. And so under the yes, it was do it now or delegate time. So find a time on the calendar and and calendar it. That's if it's a yes. If it's a yes to does this move me closer to my vision, I move down that little note card and that visual, and it's either yes, get it done right now, or yes, it will, and put it on my calendar. Find time, make time, carve out time, protect time to get that done. Right. Now, if it's no, if if the answer is no, then there's a couple follow-up questions. If it doesn't move me closer to my vision, you say no and you go down, you say, okay, perfect. Does it require me to be the one doing this? Because it doesn't mean that it's a bad thing. It doesn't mean that it doesn't need to get done. But if it, if it doesn't move me closer to my vision, my conviction of helping grow people, right. that doesn't really need to be me doing it. Now, what do you suppose the other side of that equation could be? If we say, no, it doesn't move me closer to my vision. If we come down, we see it either doesn't require me to do it. If it's a yes there, what do you think we do? If, it, if it's a yes, it requires me to do it? Yep. Well, but it doesn't move me closer to my vision. Then I just have to decide if I want to spend that time doing it, knowing that it's going to cost me energy towards my vision. Or I, mean, I still have the choice of doing it, but I have to understand that by doing it, I'm going to have to say no to something else that may. Yes. Right. Okay. It's establishing in my mind in that split second when I'm having to make a decision about where I'm allocating time, that everything has a cost. Right. Me saying yes to this costs me something somewhere else in my life and my vision and my business. And it doesn't mean that I only get to say yes to the stuff that 100% of the time moves me to my vision, but it forced me to get into the discipline of remembering each and every time saying yes to something that doesn't move me closer to my vision. While it may need to be done, expensing my credit card account for the company, like I don't, it doesn't move me anywhere close to my vision. It has to be me and it has to get done. So that's okay. But I need to be really cognizant of the fact that by saying yes to that and by taking time for that, I'm taking time away from somewhere else. Well, what do you suppose that does for me when I'm in the moment of coding my credit card? When I'm when knowing it does, it's costing me, what does it what does it create in me when I'm in uh, the activity? Yeah, some tension, some anxiety, some some pressure. Yes, um, I'm going to be as efficient as I can. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Okay. I'm going to get it done as fast as I possibly can because I want to get back to what I know is moving me closer to my vision. It doesn't mean that I don't have to account for this other stuff, but I have to get my mind trained, my 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 whole self trained to understand that saying yes to something over here costs me something over there. Yeah. There's it's no hard. getting around that. It's hard, Ben. So I'm such a relational person. What I've found in that is it's people and saying no to people is hard because one of my values is relationships, right? And so I've, I've noticed my own tension and then I get short with relationship because I feel the pressure of, I want to engage you in relationship, but you're not moving me. You're just, it's just, it's not just, but it's a relationship that isn't 
it's just there's a there's a gray area for me there that I've yep. really wrestled with. Yep. You know, because it is if it is in relationship, I am helping them. I'm talking. Hopefully, it's a blessing to them. So it kind of fulfills my. But it doesn't. It doesn't on the on the clear objectives that I'm after, as opposed to the spontaneous spontaneous objective. That's a yes. spontaneous blessing to someone. Hopefully, I'm encouraging them. But the yes. spontaneous pulls me from the intentional. So that, yep. And Absolutely. I, that's really hard. That's it's a, not, that's an area it's not I struggle with. Yeah, I struggle with that. So how do you how do you knowing that we're gonna we're gonna go through this rubric? We're gonna sorry, yeah, yeah, go ahead. We're gonna train our minds to go through this process. We're gonna get ourselves to go through and answer the question: Does it move me closer to my vision? If yes, do it now or find a time on the calendar and get it on. Period. That's if it's a yes. If it's a no, then I have to ask myself: Does it require me? And if it does, then okay, I gotta find time for it. Just to understand there's a cost, and I need to be efficient when I'm doing those things, so I can have more of my time for the other stuff. And if it doesn't require me, then what do I gotta do? I gotta find someone or a system or a leverage component to be able to take it off of my plate. And leverage comes in multiple forms. It can come in people, systems, or tools. Mm, that's so good. It, it doesn't mean that I have to go out and hire a big staff because for a lot of entrepreneurs, we're not there yet. We don't have the budget to do that yet. That's okay. Technology can do a lot of this for you. So it also, in this process of this rubric, will help you identify where in my business am I missing leverage? Where am I missing that's a good. system, a tool, or a person? That's 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 an aha for me. So thank you. That's a, all right. I got it. I'm, my mind's racing. <laughs> <laughs> so, so let's, let's talk about this. So, so, so moving forward, what do you do, uh, you know, currently, what is your system for managing your time? Because this is, we know that we're all bound by the same constraints of time. Those that are super achievers and those that get nothing accomplished and everything in between, we all have the same 24 hours in a day. So what are you using right now to manage time? It's a uh, uh, calendar. Everything goes on my calendar. There's nothing I do, whether it's personal or business or whatever that isn't in my calendar in some capacity, but that's kind of where it stops, right? So I, I put everything in there, but I also, yeah, I, let me just stop right there. I Calendar is my go-to for everything. And tell me about calendar, because I know calendaring means a lot of things to a lot of people. So are you of the mindset where you have a calendar to record things that you're going to do, or do you time block and have reoccurring events, or how does this work for you? It's it's just record. It's just if something comes up, it's on my calendar. It's not intentional. It's not time blocked. I've started because so this is right. So this is really relevant, right? I just added three clients in the last three days. I'm excited. I'm stressed because they're well, when can we meet? And we need to meet. And my mind goes to I need to meet them whenever they can meet in our, you know, I've got the system in place to coach, yep. but setting it on the calendar, right? And so I say, well, now I do one here on Tuesday afternoon, then Friday morning, then Wednesday night. And then, th- and I'm thinking that's then two hours in front and behind it. I'm, so my mind has started just this week, chasing this going, this is awesome, but it's going to create a ripple into so many other things that I'm also doing because you don't just sit down and do, I, I don't just sit down and do my meeting. I prep. 30, 40 minutes beforehand, and then I got to unwind 30, 40 minutes after. So that 45-minute coaching session is a three-hour coaching session. Yep. Typically for me, if, unless I'm more disciplined with, with how I do stuff, part of success coaches with what you guys are doing is helping me with the, the, form, the, the templates and stuff. But that's right now where I'm going. I'm, right now, my calendar was just, I just put it on there so I could see all the things I'm doing and don't miss anything. Sure. So may I make a suggestion? 
Yes. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So here's Pen here's, in how, hand. I am here's, ready. here's how we take this to the next level. Okay. What we know is that bending time is what I call it. Bending time is a skill that super achievers have mastered. Now they're still using the same amount of time. They're just using it in a more strategic way. Love and it. so okay. the fact that you're already calendaring is step one. That's important. That's fantastic. That's a discipline. You're building that muscle. Step two, the way that we get into super achiever land is by actually dividing the time before the day begins. Okay. And so what I want to share with you and challenge you to do is going forward, you know, it's none of us are killed by any one thing as far as time being robbed right. goes. It's never one right. thing that kills our productivity in a day. It's all the little things. It's death by mosquito bite. It's all these little tiny annoyances that stack up to hours at the end of the day. And so what I can tell you, what, what my mentor and coach had me do when he gave me this rubric idea and the, the note card, and I had to start asking myself that question every time. I'm talking as insignificant as the mailman stopping by. Like every time something came that was wanting my time, I asked myself this question. What he had me do simultaneous was begin blocking time at the end of my day. My last hour was blocked for what he called cleanup. So we have prime time which you know what that is. Prime time is when you're doing, you're on mission, you're moving your, your company forward, you're hitting your vision, you're impacting people. That's prime time. But no one's in prime time all the time. Professional athletes, they practice way more than they actually play, right? So prime time is an important component, but there's so much more to it. And so he had me block cleanup time at the end of each day. And so when I had to answer, no, it doesn't move me closer to my vision. And when I knew that, yes, it needed to be me, but it's not the most urgent thing right now, now I had a place in my time block where I would go put that task. So like your example of uh, your timesheet or your yes. uh, expenses, yes. that would be, a, I have to, but I don't want to, but I got to. So it goes in cleanup time. Bingo, because here's okay. what we're doing. What we know is anxiety shows up in a lot of us when it comes to time management, when we feel like we're out of control and we have so many things happening. Yes. This system allows you to take those things that may not be moving your vision forward, but they're important. The prep time and that kind of stuff. Like it's very important. It's not you coaching with somebody, but it gives you a spot to be able to go, okay, this isn't for right now, but it is important. There's, I'm going to put it this 15 minute chunk in my cleanup time. It's out of my mind. I go back to focusing on what's important in that moment. So I'm not forgetting about it. I'm not waiting to the last minute. I have time protected every day for these things, but I'm giving them the end of my day, not prime time. So practically, where do you, do you do you go into your calendar and yes. is there a notes section or is there or is, how do you what does I that practically event. look like? Okay, yes. so, so event. I'll, okay. I'll show anyone that wants to see my calendar. I, my calendar is color coded. I have recurring events. It's time blocked. There is not one minute of any of my days that's not set aside. Now it doesn't mean that I don't have chunks for I don't know what's going to happen in that block, but the Understood. block is set aside for certain Understood. tasks. And so it removes anxiety from me and from high performers when we do our life this way, because now we know I don't have to be anxious about this. I don't have to worry about this, that I'm not getting it done right now, because I know I'm going to go create a 15-minute event within that block of time and know that I've got it on the calendar. I've got time made for it. I'm going to protect that time, and I can get back to focused on what is important, is moving in my vision, and is yeah. allowing me to be doing what I was created to do. Makes sense. Perfect. Makes sense. So we've talked about a lot, Rick. Like we talked about <laughs> a whole lot here. So I only so what got we... the first question. <laughs> okay, let's go to the second one then. Come on. Let's you don't do have it. time with it. You got to give me two and three. Your <laughs> listeners are dying out there. I'm doing this for them. It's not for me. I know this stuff. I'm ready. Number two, go. Yeah, go for it. What is it? <laughs> 
Number two, the number two question. So the first one is, does this move me closer to my vision? Okay. The number two question. So assuming it's a yes and we move down the, the ladder no. and we, we do the, the time blocking, either do it now or get it on the calendar. The second question is, if it's moving me in my vision, is it the right vision still? Mm. Because a lot of times we get so tied into one vision and it doesn't mean we radically change our vision, but a lot of times through experience and time, we find that we can refine our vision or we redefine a vision, a more precise vision inside of what was a bigger vision. So it's not any one thing that you're going to see, but again, this is about the pattern of thought process. When stuff shows up, Am I seeing any patterns here? And yes, it's important. Yes, I want to put this in. Is this still the right vision that I'm moving towards? Or do I need to modify or tweak this a little bit based on what I'm learning and experiencing? Yeah, that, that'll take a little processing. That's good. I, I, I feel what you're saying. I, I, I think for me, defining, so it's visions, objective, like a vision of my coaching career. That's one thing that I do is I coach one-to-one. There's a vision of what that looks like. So then d playing these questions out towards that vision, but I also have a vision. I work with clients in the ship channel and there's in-person leadership development. I have a vision for how I'm doing a, a leadership academy with them. So that's another, right? And so I guess I'm asking that kind of in each of these spokes per yes. se of, of what, of how I execute my overall vision of my life to grow people impact, right? Okay. Yes, because this okay. is an evolution okay. process, correct? Like okay. we, we set out with a, a destination in mind and an idea of our vision and our mission. Yes. And it, it doesn't mean that we're not going to arrive in that general area, but we may find a different path there, or we may redefine exactly what there is. It's still on track and it's still in the same realm, but asking ourselves these questions really can help benefit us. And the third question he would have me ask, and then you can add as okay. many of these as you choose. But the third question he would have me ask is, so does it move me closer to my vision? It's a yes. Then we get down to, is it still the right vision that it's moving me towards? Then the third question he would have me ask is, am I still the right leader for this position to move the company to that vision? Now, you could take that a couple different ways. First... You can take it as, do I need to replace myself? But I didn't have that option when I was in the role I was specifically being coached on because it was a turnaround company. So the way that he had me look at that was, am I becoming the leader necessary or needed for this company or this organization to achieve that vision? It takes me and not allowing me, me to get complacent. Am I becoming the leader that's required to get this whole thing moved in the direction of the vision? That's good. That's personal growth. That's the personal investment of continuing to be that constant learner and investing in like getting a coach. Like when I grabbed Eli and said, I need, I need some. Okay. Okay. Absolutely. Because here's what okay. we know, Rick. Here's what we know. When, we, when we're in the thick of it and you are an entrepreneur, your business is growing, everyone listening can relate to this, I'm sure. Like we get to a point where we're just trying to put out fires. We're just trying to keep everybody happy and trying to make sure we replied to all the emails and, and did all the social media posts and all the live videos and like trying to do all the things. And if we don't, like that third question, the power for me in that third question was it forced me to really analyze what it was I was seeing repeated. Like, mm. what's the lesson? Mm. What, is it, what is the business and the world and my company telling me where I need to grow? Who do I need to become? Because again, I have an idea of where I want to go and who I want to become, but that doesn't mean that's exactly what the role needs. There, there might be iterations or versions of me or I need to go deeper in certain areas to, to be the right leader right now in the role that I'm in for my company. Does that make sense? 
Perfect. No, that's great stuff. Uh, really good. Yeah, really good. Thank you. So we covered a lot of ground. You know, yeah. my favorite question with, with all of these is uh, knowledge for knowledge sake is worthless. So what are we going to do with this? How yeah. do you take everything we talked about and how do we put it into a, a plan that is practically applied? Question mark. <laughs> You're asking the question. Sorry. I'm asking I you was, the question. I was, I was, I was just like, <laughs> great declaration. Yes, I agree. How do we do that? Smoking like a true coach. I'm, I'm ready. Yeah. That's the old John Maxwell thing, right? Learn something, live something, and lead something. I know you're I know you're a you're a Maxwellian as well. I'm an executive director with them as well. And I just Learn, live, lead. So you're asking me, how am I going to, what am I, how am I going to put it to, in action? Yes. Right? What are you going to do to make this take? practical? Yeah. So I'm going to ask you to send me a picture and a detail of your calendar with your color codes. Yeah. Right? Cause I, I want to, I'm a visual person. I'd love to see just kind of what a, a day in the life of Ben or a week in the life of Ben looks like of how you, not the details of it. I think that would be helpful. Second thing I'm going to do is, I like what you said is, and I'm going through my notes here, um, dividing the time up before the day begins. So I'm an early morning riser. I'm 4.30, 5 o'clock. I do my personal stuff. I do a little exercise. I, but if I can add one more piece of discipline there before I am going out the door and looking at that day of what's on the calendar and what it is. I'm thinking I'm going to ask myself the question on things that are, because I have a bunch of stuff on calendar. I need to prioritize those things on the calendar to ask the question if they're moving me towards my vision, right? Towards, because there's a lot of stuff on the calendar that I just take and things that I do. I've never asked the question, what's their relevancy to where I'm headed? They're just relational for me. They could be, because that's just how I am. So I want to really be become better at that. Uh, and so that's, and then the last thing you said, you know, what is the lesson I'm learning in my journey? I think that self-reflection, why I'm talking to you today, why I get is being able to look at what did I learn by this chaos that I'm in? What am I learning by, I missed this meeting the other day. Why did I miss that meeting? You know, what's, cause that's not like me to do that. Right. So taking time to do that. So I'm going to, I'm going to sit down and I'm going to do a lesson learned I'm going to take an afternoon or an hour or two, maybe next day or so. I'm going to do a lessons learned because I've had a lot of action in the last couple months. I, I need to reflect on that. Um, so I think that's that's the other thing that you had said that I'm that I want to once I learn what those lessons. So lessons learned is only if I don't keep doing it, I guess. Right. 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 So I'm going to go with what have I experienced and have I learned a lesson from it, I guess would probably be the that means I'm changing it. I can't change it till I acknowledge it. I'm talking out loud. I'm sorry. I'm thinking about some things. I'm going, I really need to. <laughs> they're not lessons learned because I keep doing them. So I haven't learned anything. Sure. I'm sorry. Some more revelations. So thank you. Yeah, that's those are my those are my action. My actions that I'm going to. I'm going to take immediately. I love it. I love it, Rick. Well, uh, I just appreciate you being on. I hope this was helpful. I've enjoyed our conversation. I know it's relevant to all the listeners because other people have faced the same exact thing. So thank you so much for being on the success line with us today. Yeah, thank you, Ben. I appreciate it. As always, lots of wisdom. Thank you, my friend. Look forward to future encounters. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you.
Man, I don't know about you, but I really related to a lot of what Rick brought to that call, what he was wrestling with, and, and I hope you took things away. Now, here's here's what I want to make sure we all take away from this, that that focus begins with discipline and habit. We can't have focus if we don't have disciplines and habits built in. Now, for Rick, and I'm sure for a lot of you, that can start with something as simple as how are you managing and delegating your time? Are you using a calendar? Are you time blocking your day, providing windows for certain tasks to get done where you can place those tasks when they come up, when they're, when they're important, but they're not urgent? Do you have a place where you can put those so that you can immediately take your focus back to the things that are moving you closer to your vision and putting you on path to scaling your business, impacting other people and getting where you want to go? Understand that anxiety and overwhelm happens and shows up when we feel like we're out of control. And some of these simple tactics of calendaring and how you manage and use your time can help make you feel more in control, can give you more of a plan and can allow you to spend more of your time in the areas of your giftings and the areas that help you move closer to your vision. That's it for today's success line. Thank you so much for being here. As usual, join us next week where we sit down with another entrepreneur to unpack real world challenges they're having and coach them along the way. Please be sure to follow me on social media. I love to connect with folks on Instagram and Facebook. And until next week, we'll see you then. If you're interested in receiving free coaching on a future episode, go to success.com slash success line guest. This has been a success podcast. Head over to success.com slash podcasts to hear more just like it.